This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I think people should listen because we're desperate for attention right now. (laughs) I'm also Jared Stern. This is what I like to call an exercise in benign narcissism. And you're Between Two Sterns. Was that the the music from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? That, that you was were? the music from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Every so often I every so often I forget that I can do things, and somehow it bounced into my head. I was like, "Oh, I can do that stuff." So well, that's wow. That's that's the nice, end of the podcast, guys. Thanks nice for stopping to, by. Nice to know you still got it. <laughs> A week off, and we bring you the premium content. The premium, premium Jared Stern adjacent content. How are you? I'm doing good. You're, and I know people love when we talk about how we look. You're wearing a color that I never wear. You're wearing red, and it's very jarring. We just did red laundry. Oh, okay. So you, I mean, I just, I've heard about rapidly. separating colors from lights. But oh, 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 wait a second. No, taking no, no, no. it to that, the individual color category is, is, is a level of Virgo I've never even conceptualized. Wait a second. Let, let me clarify. Andrea <laughs> did red laundry. That tracks. Or, or, that tracks. Or, or, <laughs> <laughs> reddish reddish purples all those hues she tends to put those all in one pile blues and greens go in another pile dark and black clothing goes in another pile and then we do whites or lights based so. off of my internet history i can easily say i would watch a seven minute video of her separating that laundry <laughs> into different colors and doing it. Yeah, and then and so rather than rather than put laundry away, I just pulled a fresh shirt off the stack that's laying on the top of my dresser. So gotcha. rather than put the put the clothing away into the dresser, I just take it off the dresser as it becomes available. So, I own one red shirt, one only one red shirt. Wow, really? It, it's a t-shirt, and the only uh, fans fans of the fans of the show will remember that I dated a girl named Julie uh, for content last year. I guess. <laughs> 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 this is that's what everything is for jared everything's for content anyway she she's taiwanese and so for lunar new year you wear red it's a very lucky color but given mm-hmm. my skin pigmentation and the association of the color red with certain let's say white terrorists of our country i don't wear red because i feel like it lumps me into like a trumper kind of category it's just a color well, I, I think it's just it's just the hats man you're allowed to wear red I, shirts i'm paranoid about it all I, I i don't touch the color anymore it's too okay. close to home because my skin has a more olive hue you do have I, a more uh, olive tone to it as as a jared with the color red as part of our name have you ever had an association to that color growing yeah, I, I've never really had the, the color associated with my name, although back when I was writing a blog, back mm-hmm. back in the days of, uh, of Blogspot, it, rather than have this podcast, I uh, exercised my self-importance by thinking people wanted to read what I had to say. I remember these. One of my first acknowledgments of you was on this on this blog. That's correct. I used to call my my quote unquote fans, and I will use a liberal air quotes. There. <laughs> um, I used to call them, you know, apostrophe red heads, redheads. Oh, okay. Never really caught on. 
I mean, the closest I've ever come to associating with it is like Morgan Freeman's character in uh, Shawshank Redemption. His name was oh, Red. Okay. Sure. And I think I was young and I was like, well, his name is Red. And my, I was like, but this is, I, I don't need yeah, to do that. That's where, that's where the similarities pretty much stop. I feel like because we're going to run out of Jared Stern soon, the new pivot for the podcast is to figure out all of the similarities we have with Morgan Freeman. <laughs> sure. Eventually, we'll get him to narrate the podcast. It's going to be a very short episode, is what I'm going to say. By the way, uh, on, on the uh, topic of running out of Jared Stearns, I will let the listeners who are listening know yeah. that we have another one in the pipeline. There we and go. He, will, he will be on the show next week. Fantastic. He is the, the student at Stony Brook who's studying clinical psychology. Stony Brook College? Yeah. Oh. There was a Stony Brook High School where I grew up. Well, I, I, I believe he's a college student. Okay. And uh, let's double check that. He's no, I'm, I'm pretty. He's in Stony Brook exactly. Middle School. <laughs> he's going to be on the show, and he can he can psychoanalyze everything about this show. Val and I were um, Val, my 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 girlfriend, and I were sitting around, and her seven year old <clears throat> uh, sends us both a text message in our group chat, and it is a picture of you and I on our album cover for our podcast. At oh, which cool. point we were like, don't listen to that podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so easy for her to find this stuff. And um, that's my lovely segue. I Speaking of my, uh, my significant other, um, she has a very successful podcast. So I've heard. So uh, I've seen. <laughs> I've talked to her about yeah, the popularity she, of said podcast. quite talented. Please. Um, cross promote our shit on <laughs> well, hers she's been she's been kind enough to invite me onto her podcast we're going to record tomorrow in you and i's real time but based sure. off of release dates if if there's any crossover if anybody listens to me on that one and goes yeah i, I guess i could have a little bit more of that like welcome welcome to between two thirds <laughs> by way of val's podcast Psst, is this thing on Oh, that's the name of her podcast. That's the, yes, that, that is the name of the podcast. Yeah. Yes. Uh, welcome. Uh, we are all, we also try to keep it real. And <laughs> it's going to be so much less real than her. So less real. Well, a lot of real shit, actually. This is feel, the, um, it just this, feels like this, uh, this podcast is made up. What with all the weird shit that happens to us. This is the amuse-bouche between the real heavy meal content that you can receive from other sources. Sure. Yeah, exactly. We're a, we're a nice distraction from the everyday. That's what I think anyway. Uh, listen, we have so much to fucking talk about. So much so, to talk because about. Because we skipped the week and we didn't mean to skip the week, shit happened. I'll just leave happened. it at that. Shit happened and things could not be worked out such that we could get an, another episode in. But uh, I wanted to talk about one thing real quick. Uh, from the previous week, uh, I was on vacation with Andrea and some friends of ours. We went up to the Catskills in upstate New York, and we're all we're all eating lunch. And I get a notification on Instagram of a message that was sent to me. Okay, I don't know this story. Oh, I'm sure you do. Do I? Keep yeah, going. I'm pretty sure I told you. I'm sure, pretty sure you're the first person I it's, told. There's been so many days in between the last time we talked. Catch me up. Cast your minds back. A couple episodes ago, I talked about when oh, I was on Twitter. Yeah. And I had a laugh at the expense of the host of No Demo Reno, mm -hmm. Jen Todrick, uh, a.k.a. The, the Rambling Redhead. So we talked about that. Yes. On the podcast. And had a nice, enjoyed a couple of minutes of content, 
about that. I get a message on Instagram from her. Right. <laughs> from her. We, I don't know how she found me. I don't know either. There I are so many of us out there at this point. Well, no, no, no. It's not, that's not even the point. I'm not sure if I'm linked directly from the podcast to the, to the show's Instagram. I mean, maybe I am. I'm not sure how she found me. Anyway, she DMs me on Instagram and says, Jared, this woman is an incredible investigator with unparalleled, like omnipotent perception. She is so perceptive. She doesn't need the names of her books to face inwards to the room. She just <laughs> she, knows which one is which. This is how she found you. She reads them by osmosis. Quote, I just listened to y'all's podcast and I spit out my coffee when one of y'all said the tangly redhead. I'm pretty sure that was you. I said that. <laughs> yeah, you called her the tangly redhead. Uh, let's see. I said, uh, thanks for checking it out. Again, all jokes. Love your show, which she gave me the little heart emoji on the, converse, on the conversation. She says, of course, you're not the only one who asks about the books. Your comment was just so dramatic and made me laugh. It was good content for me. She says she's starting her own podcast with her husband. So I said, if you ever want to come on our show, yeah. here's, here's my email. And she said, I, I, I could come redeem myself. And I haven't heard from her since. So odds are we'll never be able to close that loop. I think but we can. But the key to doing this is we need to really inflate our listener base because we're pretty adamant about how many people listen to the podcast weekly. Dozens. Nobody knows. <laughs> right, sure. We Nobody's asking for it. proof at this point. It's thousands of people listening to this podcast every week. Every well, we, week. Have, we, we do have thousands of people who have listened, just not to each there's individual no, one. There's no listener count on the podcast. We can, millions of people have listened each week to Between Two Stirs. Right. There's no listener count for the people who listen. For the listeners who are listening, still listening, they are not the listeners who are counting. I think that the best way to have her on the podcast, and this will make you happy because it will be visual content as well, is I would like to show her my design ideas that are similar to her book ideas, like taking your glasses. And some people put their glasses in their cabinet with the bottom down and the mouth facing open and up. Some go the other way facing them down. I like to put them fuckers on the side and let them roll back and forth in the cabinet just so people can see into them. You know, <laughs> real genius aesthetic design that I'd love to run by her. By the way, speaking of that episode that was that was also the episode where we had on uh jared dancer, stern jared stern the dancer that is now the number three episode of the podcast by listens and we'd like to thank that jared stern for sharing it with all of his friends i don't know well yeah if it was him great i'm somehow thinking that we got some weird boost from her maybe <clears throat> I, I have no idea because she didn't mention us to my knowledge yeah and <clears throat> but i did put uh, so I took a screenshot of the of the Instagram thing and I put it up on all of our socials. And I was like, sometimes the right people listen. <laughs> sometimes the we, get the, we get honestly, people the blue check mark who listen to our show. Honestly, the algorithms change like every day. Like like Val will do like seven TikToks in a row, and then she'll do one random one that'll just blow up overnight. And it's just the algorithms make no sense. It's all yeah. like a it's like it's like a digital shell game. They're constantly changing it so nobody can figure out what the pattern is. Right. I've had some weird interactions on on social media recently. But besides her, I also put a joke out because there apparently some scientists have discovered that sharks are growing legs. What? And 
yeah, that actual evolution is happening. And I mean, once once they learn to walk, it's pretty much game over for us, right? I mean, that's the only th- the the way to avoid sharks is just don't go in the ocean. But if they yeah. can come out of the ocean, forget it. Like it was fun, but I for one welcome our street shark overlords. Uh, and that was the joke I made on Twitter. <laughs> and do you want to take a wild guess who responded to me? Is that one armed surfer chick? No, 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 no. This was not a person. It's an entity. Oh, is it a shark? <laughs> no, a shark did not reply. God, what are you talking? What is no. this entity? The game Uno. Oh. <laughs> the Twitter account for fucking Uno replied and said, "That's a great cover. They'll never notice." And I'm like, "What the? What the hell? What am I doing? How? How is this happening?" <laughs> Finally, you've achieved the success you've always been looking for. Is this, which is is the- this success I've been looking for? Here's my question, and, and I don't mean this as a slight to you. I'm only just trying to conceptualize what's going on. Please. Is Twitter dying? Is it on its, <laughs> is it on its last legs so it's much so possible. that sharks have climbed into it, taken over the Uno Twitter account, and is now masquerading as this board game? I, don't I mean, that's that's a, that's a bit of a leap, sir. I, but, mean, uh, I don't want to yeah. jump the shark on it. Oh, Ooh. my God. And that's the game, folks. Thank you Good very night, much. Folks. Enjoy. Boy, this was a fun podcast while it lasted. Speed, okay. I, I can pivot. I can pivot sharks. I can move sharks into an area. Surprisingly, please. So, how do I put this? I accidentally bit Val's daughter. What the fuck, man? <laughs> now you can all see the connection to sharks. You sure. Know. So <laughs> we're sitting on the couch watching. I think it was Steven Universe. Which Steven Universe is amazing. Anybody who is. If you've never watched Steven Universe, even if you were a grown-ass adult, binge watch this show. It is magnificent. But anyway, she's doing that thing where she's kind of like poking my cheek and like uh-huh. as I'm turning. So I do a very classic kind of like, like just kind of like a spin. But like apparently my nectoral reflexes just blew by this like seven-year-old's finger. For, for, for those of you listening <laughs> at home who have some uh, familiarity with the anatomy of the human body, Yes, the muscles in your neck are your nectoral muscles. Yeah, they're connected to no, your pectoral not. muscles. <laughs> <laughs> but I turned quickly to kind of like do a joking thing, but she jolted and I like, I clipped like her pointer finger in my, and I bit it and like, there was like a half a second that lasted for a lifetime, right? Because like, I knew that I bit her and uh-huh. she knew that I bit her and Val knew that I bit her. But everybody froze to see how she was going to react. And she was like, cool for a second. And then like reality set in and she started crying. And I was so upset. I didn't bite her heart. I just, it was like. It's all funny it's game. The shock of it. And I was there. like, oh my God. And then like, <laughs> she was totally fine. Five minutes later, she's been busting my balls about it ever since. I was like, I'm feeling kind of hungry. And she's like, okay, well, don't bite me. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, it's got jokes. Nice. But yeah, no, that was that was easily the most terrifying moment of my my week. Well, this happened good, like two weeks ago. Good on you. Thanks. By the way, did you have you taken the kiddo to go see Super Pets? We have. Oh, yeah. I, I, please tell me all about it. Have I you seen it yet? Chance, no, I haven't had a chance to see we it. We did such a good job with that movie. I'm. I know. I'm really we, proud of what we did. The with that writing movie. we did was great. The, <laughs> the directing. directing Solid, sure. It was absolutely fantastic. It, it, it's one of the very few things that restored my faith in anything DC related. And I don't believe I'm the only one because it went us killing it with that movie and uh-huh. then DC going, 
cut fucking everything else we're doing. No more Batgirl. No more Blue Beetle. No, like they they're just cutting everything. Yeah, I understand. Warner Brothers is kind of uh, torching uh, a lot of those projects. However, there's, there's still a lot of really good shit that you should probably check out. Peacemaker's what, really good. Uh, oh, the Peacemaker's James, fantastic. But I don't the James Gunn Suicide Squad movies. It's fantastic. I don't consider that to be DC. I consider that to be no. I consider that to be. James because the the whole the whole thing that happened with um Suicide Squad and even Peacemaker was James Gunn was doing Guardians for Marvel. Right. And he got fired <clears> for <throat> a completely awful reason. And then yeah, some tweet that did he did 20 years ago and yeah, yada, sure. yada. so in that interim, DC snatched him up and part of the contract was you can do whatever the fuck you want. We're gonna leave you alone. Right. And he was like, Okay, but this is not gonna be a Zack Snyder thing. I'm gonna do whatever I want. And so he did Suicide Squad and he killed it because if you give talented people, this guy's been doing comic book stuff for years. He knows how to tell a story. So James Gunn is peacemaker. What I'm talking about is the DC universe is inability to take the titans of comedic talent, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. By the way, I, I go ahead, back, back that up and say that sentence again. Not the titans of comedic talent because... Oh, comic that, talent. I said comic right. talent. No, you didn't. You said comedic. Oh, the titans of comic talent is what I uh -huh. meant. Like comic book talent. Like Batman, right. Superman, Wonder Woman. I listen. They cannot I, tell their stories. It is unbelievable to me. It's I, like. I, I know what you meant. I'm just trying to. Clarify oh, no, no, no. I, I got you. Listening. You know what I think it is? I, I feel like. Does does can Emeril Lagasse cook? I, I forget. Like he, <laughs> yes, can he, I think he can. Yes. I feel like that it's like one of these big name chefs, like, and you're like, they're on the cooking. Oh, they're so awesome. Then you go to their restaurant, you're like, this sucks. Like, how is it possible to take something so iconic and just not tell a damn story with it? And I I I feel like for a long time I, I found there was a direct like there was a significant parallel between like gaslighting relationships and what was happening with me in the DC universe where uh -huh. they were like, well, you just have to understand that like, we got a plan, situation, man. we yeah. got to do that. And you're like, okay, I'll give you one more. Yeah. This kind of, you kind of dropped the ball on this one. Well, you got to understand that. And meanwhile, I'm watching this great relationship over here at Marvel, just be every time. Like, and I'm like, I'm done. I can't, I can't keep investing my money and into something like that. And more importantly, I'm right. Even WB reached the point where we're like, this sucks. Cut it all. We're starting yeah. over. We're just so, starting over. Go so so oh. review of the movie. Movie was beautiful. Okay. Uh, I we Val and I were actually confused as we were watching it because there is something that occurs in this movie that we were having trouble figuring out if we had ever heard before. Okay. Is it a spoiler to tell me? No, what no, it no. Is? Which is sensor beeping. In an animated kids movie, what do you mean censored beeping? They, they, they bleeped, bleeped the it, they bleeped F word out. like twice in this movie. So, like, I'm not spoiling anything. Within the first ten minutes, those animals in the cages get superpowers. They show that, sure. but one's like a very old turtle, this old female grandma turtle who can go and super it says fast. The F word, and at one point, she like takes off with her powers for the first time, ends up in Colorado, and she pauses. She's like, ah. Where the fuck am I? <laughs> like it believed and and Marley, Val's daughter, was like, oh, like her eyes were like two or three times. There was like bleeped profanity in this movie. I have I find that very hard to believe. How, how could I, mean, I make up a thing I, that's I, so I, easy to confirm? I what is the I, rating on it? I've I've been meaning to look this up actually. It's gotta be PG. Uh at the most it's PG. It's probably 
Might be G. PG? Yeah. And yet, at least three times, they bleeped some sort of profanity. Weird. The movie was- Was there any other profanity in there? Like, mild profanity? I think might maybe like shit or damn got bleeped at one point, but like the F one was like, I mean, it's clear that that was a discussion in a room because the joke landed so well, but like (laughs) it was just, it was beautiful timing. Is there going to be an R-rated cut of DC Super Pets that comes <laughs> yeah, out? Right. But, the, but the story itself was beautiful. The voice acting was fantastic. The, the plot, they do a good job of establishing what these characters are in the trailer, but not giving away some of the plot points that maybe were not what you assumed were going to be the plot points. Mm-hmm. I would say it's fairly formulaic, but at the same time, it's really, really well done. The characters are well fleshed out. You you feel a lot of empathy for the characters. I, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Did you spot in the credits, because I know our Jared Stern, original, initially he was Batman, right? Do you know if he was, is any of the other placeholder no, voices? I didn't see it. Okay. I didn't see it. And, and did you get a picture with the credit? I did not. It happened, re- it happened really, because f- it went like, end of the movie and then it was like a smash cut to directed by jared stern there wasn't an upfront one but okay. it immediately and it was just so fast that i was like oh okay i, I guess we're done but <laughs> hey, hey projectionist can you rewind that real quick what did i see recently that this movie is going to be i i'm a, did you ever see the the crudes the the cruds no, the Crudes. not a bad movie uh val's daughter loves them so we binge them but the way they did their movies was they did one movie with the cast like the main cast like ryan reynolds nicholas cage Mm-hmm. Um, Emma Stone, I sure. think maybe. Uh, then they did a follow-up movie and then they did a series with new voice actors taking over the role. And I could very easily see them doing a DC League of Super Pets, a follow-up movie with the original cast and then sending it over to, I don't know, HBO Max to die where they do like an animated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it feels like it's it's tailor-made to be a cartoon he's gonna make a bajillion dollars off great of this. no that's great because then he can fund a vanity project where <laughs> he gets to do this the story with us it's just gonna be uh, the jared stern's equivalent of jack and jill where we just like we need money so bad just make a movie to put us in it yeah well whatever listen I, I i'll take it anyway i will at this point also um but no that was great and um yeah, please see it. Like, not just if you have a kid. It's a good movie. It's a solid movie. It's a solid film. It's it's on my list. I got to see I got to see that. I got to see, well, uh, I'm going to see Prey. Oh, well, you don't go to see Prey. It's no, just, you don't go to see Prey, but I have Hulu. I've heard I'm checking nothing it out. but good things about it. I know. It. I I've can't heard it's wait to see it. I can't wait to see a good Predator sequel. Cannot Agreed. wait. Because everything they've put out after Predator 2 has been dog shit. Well, yeah, I mean. awful. It's, it eerily follows the same trajectory as like the Alien franchise, which is like, yeah, he, we, we, yeah. anyway, yeah, I, I could go they, on and on about They this gave movie. you the formula of, I mean, they didn't really need to do any more Alien movies after Aliens. Alien I mean, 3, I, didn't, I, I, I get why they did Alien 3, but that was just, ugh, I, I didn't mind it. I think, I think what they struggled to realize is in like that type of an environment, you need a protagonist to anchor yourself to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can't just be like, I get it. You want to jump from, from story to story centralizing around the aliens, but like the aliens are always different and the people are always different. So like, what's your bait? What's your through line for your franchise? At that right. Point? Sure. Aliens is pretty much the gold standard of 
uh, a bunch of uh, a bunch of humans outmatched against an yeah. alien foe. Really, there's there's no way to top what James Cameron did in that movie. There are only a couple other like monster movies where it's like uh, a bunch of humans outmatched against a, a a big monster type that I think hold up. One of them is um, you ever see Deep Rising? Deep Rising. I feel like I have. Okay, it's. Feel like I have. Treat Williams is the main character. It's Treat Williams. Famke Jansen is in it. If you remember Ooh, her, I love Famke Jansen. Yeah. Yeah. So this and this was like uh, when was it? Maybe like two thousand. This came out. Okay. Um. And the the plot of the movie. No spoiler alert necessary. It's a really <laughs> old fucking movie, but it's really good. So the uh, uh, Treat Williams is the the captain of this of this boat, and he's like kind of a mercenary sort of thing. He like just rents the boat out for whatever whatever people need it for because he's, he likes money. And so he rents his boat out to a bunch of, um, to this team of like paramilitary types who, and they're sent to intercept a target. The target they're going to intercept is this giant cruise ship. Okay. And the the goal of the, of the the group is to, you know, get, get like money off the boat or, or, or something like that. Meanwhile, the boat is taken over by this giant underwater creature that is just nothing but tentacles with teeth and is the cool one of the coolest fucking things and so they get to the boat everybody's dead on the boat except for like three people including Banco jansen and the captain and the main investor like the main uh guy who like chartered the ship and like it's his it's his project like those are the only people left and so and it's it's just a survival uh story from there and it is like the, the creature is really cool looking and it's a really original way of doing it. And it's, yeah, it's real good. Like the, the only shitty part of it is there's some really, like at the end, there's some shoddy CGI, but yeah. it's for it's forgivable given what the rest of the movie is. Do yourself okay. a favor, D- Deep Rising. It's one of my all-time favorite movies like that, like uh, with with Pitch pitch Black also. I was really just going to bring up Pitch Black. I, yeah. I It's one of those weird kind of like, nothing movies at first where it's so unassumptive but then launched such like a, a yeah. cool mythos of like yeah i mean it, it it kind of like that was what made vin diesel i know he yeah. had he'd already had had he already done fast and the furious at that point i, I think he's sure. been doing fast and the furious since he was like 12 or 13 yeah right that's what it seems like i think <laughs> he looked black, very old for his age i think pitch black was like the first it's like, one of his first big, big project for him they're doing a sequel to riddick they're doing a sequel i to know but I, they're, they're Pitch Black is the only good, the only good version of Pitch Black. Ooh, oh, I liked Riddick. I did like Chronicles. Really? Yeah. Oh, Chronicles yeah. of Riddick was stupid. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I'm, I, I, but I'm a snob like that. But it's okay. I think sports are stupid. So like everybody has. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way. So uh, an update for the listeners who are listening, because I know uh, some of you keep track of some of the promises that we have made on this show. And initially, one of the things that we had talked about because our fantasy football team uh, we'll be drafting soon, and it was going to be me and Jared go to Buffalo. Yeah, for for this big live draft, and we were going to go see a Buffalo Bills game, and mm-hmm. just so much shit happened. And yeah. now neither of us are going. So sorry about that. If you were looking forward to that content, we will make it up to you in other ways. But that trip just became not feasible for many reasons that uh, I won't go into. I will. If you'd like me to do things, please head on over to the succulent.org and buy something. I know it's a recession, people, but my God, 
buy something at the succulent.org use code jared to get 20 percent off someone someone among the listeners who are listening <laughs> has know someone or is someone who needs a makeup brush cleaned so oh, we're please doing, for the love of god we do have this new thing we're doing these um hanging wall diffusers now so if you like Ooh. yeah so they're pretty cool we make them in house and so what it is is like you know how you have your like glade plug-in plugs sure that just look obnoxious and smell so artificial or like you got the little egg ones that you get where you kind of crack them and open them up and they got that smelly gelatin that's in the tube. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they, they look disgusting, uh, but they're like little hanging uh, like flowers, like wooden sure. flowers. Do and they look like succulents? Some do, but you spray <laughs> okay. them with a spray and they permeate through the entire room. They smell delightful and they look very cute and they're super, uh, super affordable is this inspired by your barely living wall <laughs> yes yes it is um pour one out for the homie uh, <laughs> i don't know i don't know if it's still alive at this point these flowers are not alive though right no these, these are these... dead flowers okay so um, so there's no pressure for whoever gets these things no, that they need no. to keep this misted and slightly no. alive but if you're looking for like a very low maintenance plant to see whether or not you can stick with it Tracking whether you spray this thing daily will be a good indication of whether you can keep a plant alive. By the way, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about and want to want to catch up on the on the lore of Between Two Sterns, head back over to like the first, I don't know, 10, 10 12 episodes and you can you can hear the saga <laughs> of the barely living wall that, that was that was in Jared's apartment. Ah, miss that guy. Yeah, miss that guy. I had a weird thing. I know you got like uh, some cool stuff coming up. I had a weird moment the other day, which is like, I'm just going to use this as a segue right now. Please. So we had like a, we had a bunch of um, Val's daughter's friends over um, Ooh, to go to a community a, pool. A party of seven-year-olds. That, yes. That, that's, okay. So it was her, her little boyfriend, a couple of friends of hers, the parents. I was out at the gym. I come back. Val's already at the pool. I had set her up a pitcher that she can pour, you know, mommy juice into. So it's just vodka <laughs> and wine. And it's club soda. So it looks like water, but like, you use it. So uh-huh, sure. I'm trying, I'm, I'm at the uh, house and I'm trying to get in touch with her because I know she's at the pool with the other moms at this point. And I'm, I'm texting her. I was like, did you bring me a cup? Like, did you, because like, I know you can't have glass around the pool and we have two sets of drinkware in our house, which are glasses and Val's daughter's cups. They're about this Sippy big cups. and they have Jojo Siwa on them, which are oh, uh, very nice. Yeah. So Collect I them all trade with your friends. I stood looking at this cabinet for like 10 minutes being like, is it okay for me to drink vodka out of this child's <laughs> cup at a pool in public? And I was like, and it, this is now how paranoid I am. I was too paranoid to Google the question. I was like, well, you don't I want have, that in your search history. I don't want it in my search history. So I ended up taking an empty like shaker bottle for like protein powder. And I brought uh-huh. that with me to the pool. Cause I was like, I, but we get to the pool and it's me uh, and a couple of the other moms are sitting there. Val goes to the bathroom and we have like, I get there. All they are, are her daughter's cups. It's like seven Jojo Siwa cup sitting on the table. She's like, don't use the protein thing, use her cup. I was like, okay, fine. So I fill it up. One of the moms asks one of the other moms to watch, to kind of bounce her littlest one on her knee, maybe Uh four or five years old. Now we're all sitting there. Don't talk about freezing and your fucking moment moment, which is we look over and this little kid picks up one of the cups and just chugs it and throws it back. Oh no. And we were like, because at this point, the, the drink had gotten pretty watered down at that point. It could have gone either way. Did and you? we're like frozen. 
And the woman to my right goes, oh, if it was, if it was actually vodka, he would have spit it up. She said it so casually, I forgot it was his fucking mom. Like, I was like, yeah, but we're not, like, I'm hushing her. I'm like, yeah, but we're not sure. Give me the cup. Let me, and I tasted it in front of her. And it took me a moment to realize that, like, that was his kid. And she was saying it was okay. But me and the other mom, like, froze it. Like, we were like, did we just let this kid throw back a shot? And will it maybe calm him down? Those were the two <laughs> thoughts that we were thinking simultaneously. It is, it's so nice to see a child take his first 12 steps. <laughs> that is unfortunate that that's not the out of the podcast because that's <laughs> such a good out right there. Just double it back later. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> no I should have saved it till the end. Flashback. <laughs> hey, remember this great line? All right. I know you have a ton of stuff to talk about. What do you want to get into? Well, I mean, the one big thing yeah. that I have to talk about is last night, yes. Andrea and I went to go see Lady Gaga. Yes, you did. With your parents, if I'm not mistaken. No. They no. didn't go? They were unable to go. Okay. For, again, reasons that I won't get into. But so uh, initially, they bought us, they bought the tickets. They bought us the tickets. And from the beginning, I was like, are you really sure this is what you want to do? <laughs> go because on. They're like, well, we've seen, we saw her in A Star Is Born, and we really like her stuff with with Tony Bennett. I'm like, okay, because she has a bit more of a catalog that maybe you're unfamiliar with. So, before you begin, by the way, I, I people have been telling me for years to go see A Star Is Born, and I knew the plot of A Star Is Born. Spoilers for A Star Is Born coming up. If you haven't seen the Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper one or the Barbara Streisand, Chris Christopherson one, mm -hmm. or the original. If you haven't seen any of the three iterations of the exact same plot in a movie format, spoiler for the movie. So he dies at the end. Uh -huh. But I thought he was dying of a terminal disease. Have you okay. seen the movie? I, I don't think I have. Okay. I think I've seen a piece a of it. Beautiful movie, really, really well done. But I thought that he died of a terminal disease. And for reasons obvious, because I lost my sister, I avoid a little bit emotionally movies sure, sure, sure. die of terminal diseases unless I'm in the right headspace. Sure. He's just an alcoholic who kills yeah. himself at the end. So the whole movie, I'm waiting for him to be like, when do we find out about the, like we've got seven minutes left of this movie. Is he going to find out? So I've been avoiding this movie for all the wrong reasons, but having watched that movie, I 100% understand why your parents yeah. wanted to go see Lady Gaga now. Please yeah. go on. Okay. So this was an outdoor show. This took cool. place at Nationals Park, the mm. baseball stadium. And I don't know what it's been like in Watertown, New York, but it has been hot and humid. Humid AF. As, oh my God. The, we never get humidity up here and it's been humid as hell. It has been like walking around inside someone's mouth in DC. <laughs> it has been awful. And on the day of the show, it was no different. It was like 93 or four degrees Ooh, with brutal. like 80 or 85% humidity. It was garbage. Mm -hmm. the, the, the air was thick and yeah. not just because people were excited about the show. So my dad forwarded me an email that, okay, doors open at seven, show starts at 7.30. Like, okay, no problem. But Andrea did some Googling to find out what, was what the show was going to be like and what yeah. the lineup of the show was, possible song order, that sort of thing. And what she found out was 
you know, she maybe doesn't go on till like nine nine thirty. Whoa! It's supposed to end at like eleven, so it's like we're not, it's not going to be a four hour show. No. And yeah. I was like, well, let's just listen. I, I got this email. Let's make sure that we're we, we need where we need to be, so we can be in line and get in and yeah. all that stuff. And we get there, and there's just thousands upon thousands of people waiting to get into this uh, ballpark. And so we get in and it's really hot and just ugh. luckily uh, we had our, our tickets were in the club level. So you had to go through a separate entrance through like an, an indoor area, which had, thank God, air conditioning. Ooh. So we got a brief respite from <laughs> the haze outside. And uh, and yeah, so we were so we were able to get to our seats and like we're watching the, the place fill in. It's it's eight thirty, it's eight forty five, it's nine. It's not. You say it's it's not. Are you saying the show had like no performance have started? No, or, there's no opener. It's just her. We're just waiting for people to to. to you were there for an hour and fifteen minutes. It said doors easily. open at seven thirty. No, door, doors open at seven. We got there at seven thirty. Or we, doors open at seven. It no, starts no, we, at seven thirty. It's eight nine fifteen, and nothing has happened yet. Nothing has happened. It's just anticipation. So. And so the the stage is uh, I don't know how best to describe this. I, I think the 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 architecture it was inspired by is called brutalist. Are you familiar with brutalist architecture? You might have to Google it. Uh, I, I I do know that the theme fit with the weather because the humidity was fucking brutal. It's it's very blocky and gray and whatever. And so. How can I describe this concert? It was um, Madonna by way of Marilyn Manson. Really? It was, yeah. So you had all, like, she was dressed in, there was like five or six different costume changes. And she started out, she was, she, I'm going to have a lot of trouble describing this because it's so fucking weird. <laughs> so these two big, big screens on the side of the, uh, on, on either side of the stage. And uh, on there, there were like, you know, various amorphous lights and, yeah. sa- and sounds coming off of it. And then finally it counted down from, you know, five, four, three, two, one. And she she comes out to, uh, I think, Bad Romance was what she, mm-hmm. she started off with. And she was dressed in, uh, okay, it was kind of like a cocoon, like a, like a co- cocoon from Pottery Barn. It was kind of like she was in a, 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 a clay vase with- okay. Have you ever seen? Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bounce around with some weird references. Bounce here, so all over Get to it. try and try and properly crystallize what I was what I saw. You ever seen a really a, a hack comedian do what's called the arms bit? Do you know what the arms bit is? Show me, and then I'll tell you if I know. Okay, where the comedian will call an audience member on stage and have them put their arms through behind the their back and then you no, no, kind of put yeah, your arms yeah. through there yeah, yeah. The, the comedian will put will put the arm with their arms behind their back and the audience member right will put their arms through okay? Oh, okay and then and then the comedian will tell a story and then the audience member has to mime out what's happening so they are the they are the okay. comedian's hands it's a killer people love it people don't know any better but that's 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 a closer for some for some comics anyway but she had this big giant like clay pot armor thing that she was wearing Mm -hmm. and her arms were sticking out of it and she could only just kind of like flail her arms around and you know go up and down with them and that 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 was the kind of movement that that it looked like that she was able to do and 
yeah, it was just either she was in like some vinyl BDSM attire or she was in like some insect costume. I think maybe it seems like there's some sort of like, what is it? Where something not evolves into a butterfly at um like a chrysalis yeah like a yeah. cocoon sure maybe that had that uh that kind of theme to it it was really tough to tell because there was so much weird shit going on obviously she was flanked by various sexy dancers and whatnot who were just flailing all around uh all about her and there were there were there's pyro there was big big shooting giant fireballs up from the stage and there was also um giant like a, like towers that were so like i said this is a baseball stadium the stage was set up like in the stands behind the outfield okay and then the people who were sitting on the on the floor were in the outfield our seats were on the first base line essentially okay so we were, we were seats yeah they were good seats we could see everything we were just really far away from everything gotcha and it's just pulsating lights and everything yeah. and, and it was broken up into acts the whole How show was acts? broken up in like five acts so it was like said act one and here's three songs and then she would disappear under the stage and change costume but while that was happening there on these screens there was like different high concept art film kind of shit where she's like dressed in some in one particular thing she was wearing a, just a, a giant amount of flowers on her head like everything was super weird and interpretive and find your own meaning for it because that's right. what uh, essentially they were doing they were just doing it to pass the time and uh and yeah it like after she played i'm not terribly familiar with her entire catalog like i know the hits i know bad romance i know uh poker face yep born this way that stuff she opened with with bad romance poker face and there was one other hit and then like, after <laughs> that i was like well i'm done <laughs> like she did like a she did like a piano ballad version of, of born this way which was very nice she's she's a, an accomplished musician she's very talented very talented um, but she was like the piano that she was playing looked like it was inside of a tree stump it had like a, all these gnarled that's cool kind of, yeah it, the visuals were really really cool and weird and my parents would have fucking hated it. it <laughs> I can imagine it's a far cry from the Tony Bennett like oh version. Oh my god! It was like, and and I'm not sure. Like I was kind of scanning the crowd as we were walking, yeah. and like how many other people possibly fell into that category, or how many people are just parents who are, who are chaperoning their kids uh, for this sort of thing. But man, because combined with the fact that it was just so oppressively hot. Yeah. And with the, when the pyro went off, you could feel the heat from the goddamn say, pyro. Combining humidity with fireballs is just. I don't know how she didn't collapse from heat exhaustion. Right. Because she was doing full choreography. She was doing dancing. She was doing all of it. And she was in these skin tight, like vinyl or rubber yeah. or whatever costumes that I'm sure did not breathe well. So good on her. She has, she has all my respect, but yeah, um, <laughs> I, I like, I felt every minute of my age when like it was getting to like nine 15, like, okay, well, where the fuck is she? We got here. Nah. I, I, I got an email. For I was a supposed to be... show. You would assume it would have started earlier. You would think, but, uh, but yeah. And so it, it got done around like a little after 11. The other thing that kind of took away from the experience for me anyway, because most of it is about the spectacle. Mm -hmm. I, I'll admit that, but on some level it's a concert and you want to hear the person singing. Could you not? And because there were all of these like 
teenage and 20 something women scream singing every <laughs> fucking lyric like like i would have liked to have heard the shallows that song from a star is born which she played while she was wearing a fucking insect costume or something like that it kind of took was it a butterfly her. because it tracks with the trajectory no. I don't know. She had some kind of weird headdress on. It was it, it, it was very. I, I have pictures. I, I can show you. Anyway, and I, I'm sitting there and I'm recording it because I want to show my parents at least this song. Yeah. You missed the you missed the show, but let me let me record this for you. And it was like, meanwhile, she's like, I'm on a day. And like while she's singing that, it, about as well as I just sang it, people were just fucking screaming it. And I will I will cop to having I sing when I'm at a concert. Like if I go see Billy Joel, I know all the fucking words to Billy Joel. Yes. I will sing along. I'm going to Weird Al in October. I'm going to have to apologize to everyone sitting close to yeah. me because I know every goddamn word of every song that's going to be sung. I will sing along. So I get it. You're there to have a good time. You're there, you're there to dance. You're there to sing out your, you, yes, in fact, you were born this way. Well, I was born this way and I'm a fucking <laughs> curmudgeon. And so, so yeah, I, so I mean. All I think all. you've stumbled upon an entirely different, like new, like old man request that you could have, <laughs> which is establishing a non-singing section of concerts. Yeah, I right, would like sure. to come to listen. So it's like the non-smoking section of a diner that used to exist. Yeah, you're going to get some carryover. But in this, you know, 16 by 16 block of seats. Yeah. The non-singing section. So it was just through the music. Just the shittiest karaoke you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> Whenever someone does that, like whenever I hear someone singing to the radio or, you know, for a song that I like, like if I'm in the car and someone's singing yeah. badly, I'm like, oh man, who sings that? And they tell me, I'm like, well, fucking let them. <laughs> I, uh, I understand that point. I, I, I think that in a concert setting, you kind of have to no, I know. You have deal to with what you're doing. Especially in it. In I don't want to sound like I'm 80 years old. I really don't. But, and I know I do. Uh, like I said, I felt every minute of my age, but especially if there was this one girl behind me who kept fucking hitting me while she was dancing. Like I would, she would swat me in the head while she was like doing whatever thing she was doing. She hit me with her phone one time. I'm like, I kept looking around and giving her a glare. She's like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. You old, old man. I <laughs> There is nobody more terrifying in that type of scenario yeah than one arthur stern my father. oh yeah <laughs> i i mean i i could create an entire podcast of the number of stories like that that i could tell but one in particular with the whole family was out watching something uh and i i forget what it is that the context is not important just understand that it's our whole family and much to your point we're at a movie theater attempting to watch the movie and it's probably something that kids could be a part of, but these kids behind us would not stop talking. Just would not stop talking, moving around, kicking the back of seats. My uh -huh. sister, uh, while she was still alive, getting hit in the back of the seat and just getting annoyed. And to his credit, my dad gave them two looks. Yep. The first one was a slight over the shoulder and then a back, right? Mm -hmm. Just a just a shot across the back. Right. <laughs> the second one was a full tilt. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. All the way back, and then back. Right in the nectoral region. You have to right in right in the nectoral area. Yeah. But the key to the terrifying nature of Arthur Stern is that you get a lot more leeway to the line than you would with most people. But when you hit that, you line, that line, baby, 
That goes from zero to 60 in an instant. And they did it again. He stood up in the middle of the theater, full 360, pointed at them and goes, knock it off! <laughs> and these kids went blank yeah. and just slumped into their seats. And applause broke out in the theater for my father. One of the probably very few standing ovations that he's ever received, though he's deserved many more in his life. And he sat down and then did his best to make it seem like he didn't just destroy his throat, which we all know that he did. But uh -huh. we used to always be terrified to go to theaters with him for fear that something like this would happen. He's, he's not the hero they asked for. He's the hero they deserve. That's right. Now, I'm not saying that he has some sort of triggered anger issue. What I am saying is, <laughs> you never forget your first 12 steps. You never, no. <laughs>